is well dowered, correctly and appropriately educated, and I can personally vouch for her understanding. That last had him arching a brow. A connection? Audrey flashed him a smile. She's one of my goddaughters. I have a small platoon of them. She refocused on her painting. Goodness knows why, but a multitude of my friends named me godparent to their offspring. I often wondered if they thought, childless as I am, that I shouldn't be allowed to escape the nurturing role entirely. Deverell thought that only too likely. This lady will make you an outstanding wife. Trust me, I've seen your predicament coming for months, so of course I've given the matter due thought. You're thirty-two, and what with the title as well as the estates, you really must marry. Admittedly, there are your uncles who could inherit after you, but as neither George nor Gisborne have sons of their own, that really isn't an acceptable alternative. Pausing in her daubing, Audrey shot him a severe glance. And the last thing any of us would wish is to see the estate revert to Prinny. Indeed not. The idea of the estates that, courtesy of the unexpected death of a cousin twice removed, had fallen into his lap, reverting on his death to the crown and its licentious bearer, was one Deverell viewed with intense disfavour. He might not have expected to have to care for entailed estates, but now they were his, He'd be damned if he let Prinny, or whoever succeeded him, get their greedy hands on them. Especially not now he'd visited his new holdings, the houses, farms and fields, and met those who tended them. Along with a title came responsibilities, and he'd never been one to shirk such obligations, even if unlooked for. He was now Viscount Paynton. As such, he had to marry. Quite aside from the matter of an heir, there's the social obligations, of course. Audrey nodded sagely, her gaze still on her canvas. Your wife must be able to manage your houses, and even more importantly manage the dinners, parties, balls, and so on, that as Paynton, you will have to attend. He didn't try to hide his grimace. If she could minimise the latter... Don't even think it. Not until you've been married for years. Then, perhaps, you might be allowed to slink off and hide in your library. Until that time, you'll have to grit your teeth and stand by her side at all necessary functions. Audrey threw him another straight glance. Along with managing your appearances, your wife's duties will include keeping you up to the mark, ensuring you appear at all the functions you ought. Deverell met Audrey's glance levelly and inwardly wished his wife to be good luck. She'd need it. You seem to have a very clear vision of the qualities my wife should possess. Well, of course, dear. I've known you from birth, and despite what you think, you are very like your father. You have little time for artifice and none at all for fools. And after spending the last ten or more years being a spy in France, I imagine your prejudices have only become more fixed. 
Consequently, the notion of you finding any degree of marital satisfaction with the general run of young ladies is utterly untenable. She arched a brow at him. I understand you've been casting your eye over the herd. The herd appear to be hen-witted flippity-gibbets with less sense than my horse. Audrey grinned. Quite. Well, there you are. It's clearly necessary to look elsewhere for your bride. Laying aside her palette, she reached for a rag. Sitting back, she started cleaning her brush. He frowned. Are you saying there's some other place, some other field, in which I should have been searching? That the marriage mart isn't the place to look? Audrey cast him a droll look. Really, dear, I can't believe you'd be...